if I can help one person and encourage one person to, to continue to strive to do their best and be the best person that they can be, then that I've, I've accomplished my goal. This is Bruce Strickland and welcome to Chapters of My Life podcast. So what is actually Chapters of My Life podcast? First of all, I want you to imagine your past life right now in front of you. Well, where should I start? Well, imagine you need to write your life story in form of a book already. It's a challenge itself. And honestly speaking, I barely have never thought about this. Because we always think we have to be old. 70, 80, 90 years old to look back and to be able to write a biography. But in fact, we have so many experiences ready to share already with others. Achievements, failures to learn from, positive and negative life transitions which in the end lead to the person we are today. This Chapters of My Life podcast is an inspiring collection of life transitions packed into a podcast audiobook format, capturing the willpower and belief of people doing important life-changing decisions. And we interview innovators, athletes, entrepreneurs, and idealists, giving insight into their past life from a young age till today. Are interviewed by me, Daniel Ludwig, and by Daniel Ludwig. Bruce Strickland, a guy who for the last 50 years has one constant element in his life, the passion of running. Bruce is not just a vegan runner, but also who sees life with such a positive mindset, something we all can learn from. Besides the passion of running, Bruce is a performance-driven professional with more than 25 years of experience in leadership, human resource management, and strategic planning. Being authentic from the ground up is an essential value of Bruce. It also shows in his daily work. His life book called Never Stop Running and got seven chapters, which are all about a boy who is always running towards self-improvement and living the best life. At the time we record the podcast, he prepares for a new challenge, the triathlon. I'm very keen to hear the outcome. Inspiring life story from an athlete with such a positive mindset by just listening to the recording, you get inspired to put your shoes on and go for it. So here we are. Enjoy. Just never forget, never give up, always look up. So here we are. Thank you so much, Bruce, for taking your, taking the time. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. So actually, the, since the very beginning, like a couple of minutes ago, I couldn't forget what you just told me a uh, couple of uh, like last 20 minutes about the triathlon you mentioned. And just now you told me after the podcast, you're going to do actually cycling. Yes. Training. Yes, I'm <laughs> preparing for a duathlon that's going to be during Ramadan yeah. on the 9th. It's uh, in the evening at the Dubai Autodrome. So yeah. um, the running portion I've, I've got down. So I'm just, uh, I trained on, on my cycle off and on just to, um, cut down on the the wear and tear on my legs. I've been running a long time, so I, I actually enjoy cycling. So I'm gonna go out tonight and, and get in some kilometers just to, uh, just to uh, get ready 
for the for the duathlon. So when you that. when you say night, it's like late evening, or is yes. it proper proper night? Um, it's, it's late evening, usually late eight evening. nine o'clock. I wait in uh, the areas where I like to ride. Yeah. It, there's no traffic at that time, so yeah. uh, I don't have to worry about cars buzzing by me. I can just uh, I can just go and and feel comfortable. Actually, that's what you said. Feel comfortable, feeling like you know you don't need to worry at all during the run. Yes. At all or cycling in that case. Yes. Right. So. You're actually preparing right now mentally also for Ramadan, how you train in the um, evening and night. Yes, um, I change, it changes my training around. Um, I train every year. I, I continue to train during Ramadan. Um, I fast during, during Ramadan from sunrise to sunset every day. Uh, no water, no food during that time. And I still, I still get my training in, but I kind of shift my timings around uh, to either get my workouts in very early in the morning, um, right before or right after sunrise, or in the evenings after we break our fast, and um, usually around uh, eight or nine o'clock, I'll get out and, and uh, get, some, get some miles in nice. uh, on the roads. Nice. So, Bruce, you know, one of the reasons actually I found you was for your inspirational posts on Instagram and oh, on social media. Thank you. And... Um, and obviously, a few keywords um, got my attention. First, um, keyword vegan, and second, runner. Yes. And I'm like, hang on a second, I'm similar like this as well. I'm also vegan and also runner. Okay. And after I saw your posts on social media, I thought you actually send a lot of positivity out. Every post has some kind of doses of energy you send out. This positivity. You know, it's amazing. Um, that is how I try to live my life. Is um, dealing with po with the positive um, and trying to stay away from the negative as much as possible. Yes, we have obstacles in our lives. We've had setbacks. Um, as a runner, we have injuries. Um, we don't perform the way that we 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 feel we should. But you know, every day is a gift. You know, um, I I will be 56 this year and. Through my life, I've had friends in their 30s who have had heart problems or had a stroke or um, have been injured in car accidents. And so, you know, I feel that every day that I wake up is a blessing. And why not fill it with, with positive things? Um, it, it just, when you, when you deal with the positive, the negative just doesn't take over. And, yes. and you have a different outlook about life and yeah. Yeah, a better feeling about yourself and that you can really accomplish anything that you put your mind to. Yeah, you had actually a couple of years ago, in March 2016, you had a post with a specific quote on it. You said, and this is actually very re related to what you just said, if you want to change your body, exercise. If you want to change your life, become a runner. I, I believe it's, that wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's actually what, from the very beginning, you believe in that. So when you say, if you, be, if you want to change your life, become a runner, what is so fascinating on running, especially for you? Is it, is it that, f that freedom? Is that that uh, aspect of running alone or running in a team? Or what is it? What it say? is. Running is, that, is the one thing that has been constant in my life. And the feeling that I get 
from going out on uh, a long run, even if it if I'm not training for a specific race, just going out, putting on my shoes, getting out on the roads, and and just running, you know, looking at all of the scenery around me. Um, you know, other runners who may be out. Um, you know, I'm 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 that one runner that no matter who you are, if I pass you or if I'm headed toward you, we're passing and running, I'm going to say hello. I'm going to say hi. Keep it up. You're looking good. You know, keep at it. You know, that's that's what running does for me. It, it's it's encouragement for in my life. Yeah. Um, it just it brings me joy. Um, it brings me a sense of peace. It's my it's my way of relaxing and and dealing with the stress and of everything that's around me. Yeah. So when I think right now and uh, about your life book mm -hmm. and, you know, the key words like veganism and running, sport, mindset, the positivity, I actually throughout the research, I kept thinking about in what section could I find your life book, your book about you? Would it be in the sports section? Would it be in the maybe self-help positivity section in the nutrition section where would i find you um, book? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much everywhere i think you'd find a copy everywhere okay. um, you know that's i don't try i don't i don't see myself in just one category okay. yes i would i would be in the sports sports section because of of my running my training my competing uh, the number of years that i've been at this um my continued uh, competition. Um, I, I'm planning to continue to compete until I can't compete anymore. Mm -hmm. um, if that's 100 and I'm still out there running, so be it. If it's uh, 75 and, you know, I just, I just can't do it anymore physically for some reason, yeah. then so be it. But I'm, I'm going to continue to compete uh, as long as I can. When you say compete, you mean compete with yourself, yes. right? Not yes. That's, a, that's actually very important. Yeah. yeah. I, I stopped yeah. competing against other runners yeah. many years ago. Um, and because the, the biggest competition that you, you can ever have is competing with yourself, uh, being better than you were the day before. Um, being better, uh, running better or faster than the last race that you ran. Um, you know, when you start competing against other people, you start comparing yourself to those people. And you can't, you can't do that because you don't, your situation is totally different from theirs. That's true. So yeah. you don't know what they're going through or, or, um, you know, what they're doing in their life. The, the, your biggest competition is yourself. Just trying to improve yourself and be yeah. better than you were yesterday or better than you were a minute ago. Definitely, you know. yes. Actually, it's interesting that you mentioned about this um, stop competing with other people. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually listening today in the morning a podcast. You, I'm not sure if you know Rich Roll podcast. I listen to Rich. So <laughs> he had actually um, a couple of days ago, and I listened today, uh, another Coach's Corner from okay. uh, Chris Haunt and he actually mentioned today in the morning that the last thing you should do is compete with others. You should compete with yourself and enjoy the process yes. rather than the outcome. Yes. And that's I think comes down to the factor that you enjoy it what yes. you do rather than just to do it in order to compare yourself. Exactly. The when I stopped competing against other people well 
let me take a step back. I started running for the sheer joy of running. Yeah. Um, and then as I got older in high school and university, uh, even elementary school, I was competing against other people. I, am I the fa- I'm, I'm the fastest or I can run the longest yeah. or uh, jump the highest. And so, of course, you have that natural competitiveness. But at the end of the day, it, it, you're, like we, we said, your biggest competition is you. And when you get away from competing against other people, you find the joy in your sport, no matter what it is. If it's uh, playing tennis or, of course, you're going to be competitive in that. But you, once you start competing, stop competing against other people and just surely do it for the love of the sport, you find a joy in it. And then it's not a task. It's something you look forward to doing. Correct. Yeah. And that's what running is for me. I look forward to to getting out and, and running. And actually, I'm miserable when I don't yes, get a yes, chance yes. to get out and run. Yeah. You know, my my I'm one of those runners on my my rest days. Um, my wife tells me that I I don't rest on my rest days. I have active rest days. I'm still okay. still running around doing stuff. You're you just know. resting from that specific I, <laughs> sport. Yes, I'm, I might not run sport? that day, but, but I may go I may go cycling. You know, and she's like, okay, you're not resting. You know. <laughs> but it's good to have someone you know who is actually looking after you. Yes. Because sometimes you are you you brainwash yourself. Yes. And say. You know what? I'm actually resting, but actually you're not. And then, in the end of the day, your body will give you the signals. Yes, and, and, then... and I do listen to my body. Um, yeah. When it says rest, when it says you're not running today, don't even think about putting your shoes on. Rest, you yeah. know, uh, stretch, do some yoga, you know, do your foam rolling. But you're not running today. I listen to my body. So. And that's very important as well. Yeah. So. Um, so I would find you in the library in several sections. Yes. Most probably I will ask you if I just, you know, would see you on Instagram, probably in vegan runner yes. section. Probably next to Ritual Ultra Runner Running. Yes. <laughs> <It's a book. laughs> next to the, the other vegan uh, runner. Um, but when, if I take the book out, mm-hmm. what would I see on it? On the cover? What would I see? Would I see an inspirational quote? Um, no, Bruce, I, I, it... what you would probably see is two pictures of me. Okay. Um, you would see the picture of me um, as a competitive athlete, um, state record holder when I was in my high school uh, years, getting ready for to go off to university. Um, when I was just crazy about running, you know, um, I'm, I'm actually a sprinter by nature, by trade. I started off running 100, 200 meters, and then I evolved into running middle distance, 400, 800 meters. And, and that's what I ran in high school and in uh, university. Um, but I ran cross country in the off seasons just to build my endurance, yeah. and actually became became our number one cross country runner. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, um, but I, I'm a sprinter by by nature. So uh, I still like getting on the track. I yeah. still still uh, look forward to my track workouts. You know, I get it. it it's like 
I'm, I'm 17, 18, 19 years old all over again when I get on the track and, nice. and, and, and competing on the track. But um, I've slowly over the years, I've moved up, starting running uh, 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. And this year, hopefully by the end of this year, I'm, I'm planning on running my first ultra just to see if I can do it, uh, yeah. which is going to be 70, 70 kilometers. Yeah, so. that's definitely, I think, you know, later on, um, for the listeners who are listening to the other podcast, um, actually going to talk about your next chapter also, okay. no, not just your current past chapters, yes. actually, okay. what is your next chapter? <laughs> and I would love to include that later in the, in, the, in the ultra running as well. Yes. What is actually the next what contains in terms of like you know sport yes. achievements in the next chapter? Well, we, I've got I've got two 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 things that I want to accomplish, and yeah. we'll talk about that in definitely that chapter. So um, you said the one side, so two pictures, the competitive, yes, and the other side is the, more the other side is just me now, and and it's just a complete the, opposite. It or, is yeah. um, the the first picture is the competitive me. The one who was out, who was competing, who was wondering who my competition was for the next race, what they had, what what times they had run, how they were training, um, you know, uh, what their um, race tactics were going to be. Were they going to go out hard and try to try to uh, try to make me run? run outside of my my mental race um or or were they going to hang back and see if they could they could hang with me and because i was known for my killer kick in uh in in when i was uh was much younger if if someone was with me in the last uh, 300 meters of a race if they were side by side with me they didn't have a chance. They they better be at least 50, meter, 50, 50 meters ahead of me. Okay. Then they might have a chance to uh, to to win, speed. to yeah. to win the race. Nice. I was I was known for for that uh, last that last kick. Nice. Uh, Something which everyone underestimates. Yes. And then in the last end, you're actually going to pass another person. So yes. It's nice. So. And then now it's more the less competitive. It's less person. competitive. Less it's it's about the joy of running. It's, you know, it's it. I think it's more more the zen of running. Yeah. How it makes you feel and and yeah. reaching a, a state of, you know, it's just a, a a wonderful feeling. You know, the endorphins are are firing and you're just enjoying it and and your your legs are moving and everything is in sync and and you're just enjoying the run you know but when i listen to you right now it sounds more like the the competitive is more a negative aspect now it's more positive yes um you know like a black white side yes being being consumed with with the competition um, you know, don't get me wrong. It's needed there. I mean, if you're a competitive athlete like that and, you know, Olympian and you're training for the Olympics or, um, you know, you, you've got to be competitive. You, you've got to have that sense of competitiveness. But for me now, the competition is my competition is me just trying to be better than I was yesterday or better than the last last race I ran, um, you know, preparing for whatever my next challenge is yeah. that's that's the competition side of it it's not who i'm racing against um you know because most of the people that i'm i'm competing against that i finish 
finish with, they're half of my age, yeah. um, you know, and, um, and, and when they find out how old I am, they're like, how are you still running these types of times? I'm like, it's just the sheer joy of running. You know, I'm not running to to beat you. I'm running to I'm running to beat myself. You know, I'm running to to see what I can do, what I still have within me. And I I know there's a lot more things that I can I can do. You know, if I put my mind to it, you know, I run I've run a, a sub four four hour marathon uh, more around the three, three forty five, three thirty five, three forty five. Uh, for for a full marathon, I think I could run a sub three three hour marathon. I think I have it in me if I train. Of course, uh, yeah. I think I can do it. Um, I feel I can do it. Yeah. You know, I just need to to make sure that I train properly, and I I feel I can I can do it. So just that's where I've, where I am in my life. And just listening to these numbers, I feel very old on my side. Actually, <laughs> last November I did actually a new personal best, but a marathon like four hours and thirty. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Yes. It was good in the yeah. end of the day. You yeah. Know, it's, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's it, not the it's, time. It, it's also. not the time. It's yeah. about it's it's about towing the line. It's about running your race and finishing the race. You know what you get out of it. it the, it's the competition is within you. You're you're not running it against the the time. You're running you're 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 running to complete the race. You're running against the distance, you know, from start to finish. You know, and that that's what it's about. So Bruce, when I when I see that cover in front of me um, and then open it, obviously mm -hmm. I have that some kind of expectation when I see the cover. And in each book, there is this thank you note. In the very beginning, your thank you, I write it for X, Y, Z of people. Who do you thank most in your life? Well, um, there are two people that I, I thank most in my life. Um, well, three, actually. Um, my mother and father, but my, my mother most of all. She was my biggest cheerleader growing up. Um, there was uh, in 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 junior high and high, middle school and high school. Um, my mother made it to almost every one of my races. Um, cheerleader, literally. Yeah, she was really a, literally a cheerleader. Yeah. Uh, she made it to almost every one of my my races, and she was there for the big moments. And um, it, there was an ongoing joke that uh, my mother was the loudest one screaming in the stands when I was running. And uh, I could always hear her voice out of anybody. And uh, I had a fellow teammate at the time, and our mothers were, were good friends. And they were, they, uh, uh, our mothers were, were, were the loudest ones in the stands when we were, were there. She's al she was always the biggest cheerleader. I lost her several years ago. Uh, she passed away, but I, when I run and I'm running a race, I can still hear her you yeah. know, cheering me on and, and say, you know, doesn't matter what place you get, just go out and do your best. And your best is, that's, that's all you can do. That's all you can expect Yeah, you of need yourself. that supporting system actually just do just attending, you know, just someone yes. who is just with you, yeah. where you know that someone is actually lo looking after you, also seeing what oh, you're yes. doing. And, and she was a busy woman. She worked yeah. full time, and, and both of my parents did, but uh, my mother, she was a school teacher, so she was used to encouraging students, and, and uh, so that was, 
you know, like I said, she was my biggest cheerleader growing up nice. and, and was always there, always pulling for me at all of my, all of my races. Uh, so from the time I started competing until I graduated high school, she yeah. was, she was there. Huh. And uh, the, the second person would, would have to be my high school coach who mm. he really helped me find the joy of running. Um, like I said, I've been running for, uh, as I told you before, literally I have been running this year, 50 years of my life. I ran my first competition when I was six years old and I will be 56 years this year. And um, it, it, you know, I've been running, but my high school coach was the one who really honed my skills and, and um, helped me find that drive within me to, mm -hmm. to be the best that I could be. Um, and he helped me, helped me prepare to um, win um, not only local races, but uh, become a state champion um, in the 400 meters. And okay. to this day, I think um, I still hold the indoor state 400 meters record in in uh, in in my home state uh, in the U.S. Nice, Not very nice. So, actually, what you just shared, then these are the people who actually helped you from the beginning onwards yes. in certain areas, from the supporting system, but also from the mindset. Yes. Said, uh, oh, yes. The mindset. So, when it comes now into the chapters itself okay. and the very first chapter. Um, and you'll see actually the table of content and I see, you know, this is the book, see the title, see the thank you, but I see the very first chapter. What would I see in the first chapter? What would I read in the first chapter, first of all? What would I read? Is it the, how it all started? Was it uh, uh, the first step on the first race? Or what, what is the first yeah, chapter about? I, I think it even goes before the first race. It's it, it, uh, the first chapter would be called uh, The Boy Who Who Is Always Running. I ran everywhere. Um, I ran to my friend's house across the street. I ran raced up and down the streets running after my friends whether we were playing football we were playing basketball i was always running um it's that's just who i was and that's you have that's, it in your dna yeah that's that's, right. that's what yeah. i did i mean i can remember early early on my friends would be riding their bikes and uh, i would be running beside them I wouldn't be on my bike. I'd be I'd be running beside them. Okay. And so I ran everywhere. <laughs> you know, that was just that's just the way I got around. So uh, running has literally been I've been doing this all my all my life. So So that, how do how do your parents or your friends at that time memorize you? Did they say you're just running, running, you, and you can't be controlled in, a, in that sense? Or no, is it more like, no. oh, he's very curious. He's a person who's curious. He wants to run everywhere. He want to um, discover new I, I was curious and, and, and I was fast okay. <laughs> um, in, in my running. But um, it wasn't that I wasn't controlled. It was just, that was just how I got around. You know, if I said I needed to go somewhere, instead of walk, you know, other people walk, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to run. You know, I'll be there. Give me, give me, give me two minutes. I'll be there. You know, and I'd take off. Yeah. 
You don't need something else actually just to go from A to B. Yeah. In the end of the day, it's yeah. very lean. Yeah. A to B without any like. And that that's it. Way of transport. So, when you say before your very first race, and you mentioned earlier, t at age six you started to mm -hmm. literally proper run in a yes. proper yeah, competitive. My, my first my first competitive track race was was at six. So <laughs> around that age, around six or a few years before, was it? Were you interested in sport in general, or more? Were, did you had other like interests at that time? Also, like reading in, in endurance. Was it more kind of this? No, it was. Performance a, I mean, interest? it was. I was naturally. I was uh, into sports, um, playing baseball, playing basketball. Um, learned how to play hockey. You know, ice skate. Um, um, played tennis, you know, I've just played a multitude of sports um, growing up, but running was that one one constant thing that uh, I always did. Yeah. So. So when you say the very first chapter is before the very first race, so. Yes. It lasts till age six, yes. literally. Yes. So what are the, when you look back um, during that time, are there any like moments where you or maybe your parents even told you afterwards, if you still remember, that's so typical me. Age four, age five, that's so typical me, like running without telling someone I'm leaving now, or just, <laughs> it's a typical me, that's so typical me, which I still have today, yes. this kind of characteristic. Do you, yeah, um, or do you remember moments like you, know, you were running I, and you got lost somewhere? Um, I think the one the one time I I I actually got lost somewhere when I was running was in a department store. Okay. <laughs> I was okay. running running around the department store yeah. and I was I was hiding from my mother, you know. She was ah, shopping. You were you're yeah. running on a purpose. You were hiding, yes. she running yes, away. Yes, I was running away. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was trying to hide from her and and uh, Actually, she she took off and went it went the opposite direction of, of where I went, and so I was like looking around for her, and so I was I was literally running around the department store trying to find her, but uh, um, you know, and she was she was looking for me at the same time, yeah. and uh, so this uh, one of the salespeople they were like, you know, where's where's your mother? And I was like. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't keep <laughs> so up. They with said, you. "Okay, come on," <laughs> and uh, so they took me to the customer service area. And they, uh, uh, my mother, she always tells this story. She said this was the most embarrassed time of my life when they call my name over the oh over God, the PA yes. system to tell them tell them that uh, they had found me and I was at the customer service desk. And so uh, the look on her face, she was like. If you don't stop running away from me, uh, you know, in the stores, uh, you're you're gonna get it. So, I, I slowed down a little bit. I stopped running around the department the the department stores when it, we were out shopping, but I ran everywhere else. That was probably <laughs> the moment where she decided to put you into a official like race. Yes, <laughs> yes. Turn this into uh, a profession. We, we we've got to we've got to find some way of of utilizing this. Utilizing this it exactly. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, when it comes to the very first race, do you remember that moment, the very first race? Because it's your age six child yes. at that time. 
it's less competitive versus yeah, I, you know I think it was probably like maybe a, a 50 meter race or, or something like that it wasn't very long but um, you know we were just lined up and I think it was on uh, on the playground at school okay. and um, we we lined up I think there was maybe six or seven of us that were lined up at a, at a time okay. and um, you know the the PE teacher blew the whistle and you know we were off and you know I happened to win win that race and you know from that moment on it was like this is what I like to do you know just that that feeling of you know being first and and um, you know being faster than than the other kids and you know that was it was a way for me to make friends also um, because other people who were athletic in school, they were like, oh, he is, he's fast, you know, we want him on our team, you know, yeah. he can run fast, yeah. like, we want him on our team. So I made a lot of friends through, through running. Um, and uh, so that was just, that was the start of it. Yeah. So shortly after when you said this was the moment where you realized you want to continue that mm-hmm. in that field. Did you attend other races outside of the school? Was it more like competition in your city? Did you go outside um, of the city, or how did it no, go? No, it was it was more in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, summer track programs um, at that time. It was at the AAU uh, track and field uh, track and field meets. You had to be at least. Um, I think they started when you were like seven or eight was the was the earliest Um, and it was organized you know they had um, uh, by by age um, I think up to maybe middle school or um, uh, junior high middle school Um, so there were you know different age categories so you competed against people in in your age your age range and um, you know that was the first first formal track and field meets that uh, that we did during the summer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, you know a lot of fun and um, it was a, a, a great opportunity for me to um, you know really learn learn about track and field and yeah. learn about different events yeah. um, you know I learned uh, about long jump and high yeah. jump and and uh, other things, uh, other f- the field events, not yeah. just not just running at that time. So, but that was also the time where you, where school started. School yes. started um, closer to the teenage age. Yes. How were you at that time? All about sport? Were you like that athlete in the school, or was it just a big part of your day, and um, you were interested in other s- subjects no, I, as well? No, I was that athlete. Um, I played. I played basketball, I played American football, and I ran, but running track was my, that was my sport. The other ones I did because it gave me something to do in the off seasons and kind of uh, training, but track was, track and field was my, that was my sport. I was known for that, but I was, I was good at, at uh, basketball. I played baseball also, um, um, so played played a lot of sports so you said chapter two starts from age six till what age um, would it be 
roughly around? What is like the life change transition where you said there is at that age there is another um, chapter? That would be probably age six to my high school years. So probably sixteen. Sixteen. Six to in the middle of... six to sixteen. Um, that would be that was just when I was running and I was carefree and and uh, competing you know in summer track and track and uh, track and field in school and playing a lot of different sports and uh, but track was that that one thing that yeah. I was I was really known for so yeah. you know that um, that's when I was I, I if I had to have a title for for that chapter, it would be running like the wind, running you know, like the wind. just uh, running, running and competing and just just enjoying it, you know. You said um, till sixteen, so it's also also the age where you actually start thinking what you're going to do as a profession. Yes, have you thought turning that passion into a professional? Well, um, that was the time I was thinking about uh, going to university, and um, you know, would I would I continue to compete in track and field in, at the yeah. university level? Yeah. And uh, was approached by a lot of a lot of universities in 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 the U.S. Um, a lot of the top uh, track and field programs at that time. Um, University of Villanova and Arkansas and Stanford and um, you know those were the of course the, the California schools those were the big uh, the big track and field programs and and I had scholarships and offers to to go to all of those and uh, was looking forward to it and um, you know that was when I was at the peak of probably peak of my my high school performance and career um, at that time um, running some of the the, the fastest uh, 400 and 800 meter times and uh, was just preparing myself to to take it to the next level didn't know what I wanted to study in university but I knew I wanted to compete in track and field so <laughs> okay that was definitely an element in there yes um, so 16 so what happened after that Age sixteen. Well, um, up till till seventeen, my which was my would be my was my senior year in, in high school. Um, the very last meet of the year, the state track meet. Um, we were running the uh, four by four hundred meter relay, and uh, for this particular race, uh, we were going in. We were the the number one team. Uh, in the state at that time, we had run the fastest time in the state, and uh, we we were about one one second off the state record. That um, we had um, my school had set, and I actually I was part of that that winning team. My my actually my sophomore year yeah. in high school, uh, we had set the state record. So in my senior year, I was like, I want to go out, we would do it, you know, go out with a bang, set the state record and, and uh, win, win the relay. And um, hopefully we would win the, the state championship. But uh, normally I anchor, I was the anchor leg for, for the relay. But this, 
this year, uh, for, well, for this meet, um, we decided because I had run the open 400 meters and I had run the open 800 meters already, um, my coach wanted me to lead off so we could, we could start off with, mm -hmm. the, with a lead. Yeah. And then um, our number two and number three runners could, they were, they were good um, and, and ran very decent times. They could uh, hold on, and then um, uh, my good friend, who we had run together for for years, he could he was going to anchor. We we switched off. Either yeah. he would lead off, or or uh, or I would lead yeah. off. Uh, typically, I anchored, and he would lead off. So okay. this time, we switched it around so he could anchor, and um, in in starting off, uh, all was fine. Um, about 150 meters into the race, I pulled a hamstring and went down very hard on the track. And all, all hopes of winning the race went, uh, just flew by. And um, at that time, I didn't know how bad the injury was. Um, you know, normally you, you pull a hamstring and you know, you feel it, it's a pain, uh, struggle, you know, to walk, you know, and uh, it, you know, I was just in agony uh, yeah. on the ground. And yeah. Teammates ran over to, to see, my coach ran over to, to make sure I was okay, got up, went to the stands, went to uh, the trainer's table, and uh, they said, okay, we'll just get some ice on it, you know, yeah. you're 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 finished <laughs> finished for this 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 meet yeah. and uh, and that's it and how how was that moment when you were like I mean obviously there's so much going on in your mind in that moment it was but did you have the in that moment more you let your team down or was it you more know, like that, that you was more the angry thing. about yourself no I I I wasn't concerned about myself I was I was so I was more upset with letting my team down. Because um, I was the captain, and they, you know, my teammates, the 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 younger runners, they looked up to me, um, you know, and um, you know, I I was always there for them, and this time I had I had let them down, so mm -hmm. I was, you know, it was that was just the most devastating part of it was that uh, I let my team down. So you said actually the chapter three is. Just one or two years, right? Six, seventeen. Yes, yes. So with that accident, let me call it accident. Yes. What were the lesson when you now look back? What was what was the lesson you learned in this? You know, two years uh, during this accident. Also? Um, I learned that. You know, even even a setback like that. Is, is is it's not the end at the time you think it is you know you're like you know you're just devastated by it you know you're in pain you've let your friends down um, you know you're just thinking you know why is this happening now you know and um, you know you're like I don't want to do this anymore you know um, you know, those are the things that, that go through your head at yeah, the time. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, through the encouragement of my mother and my coach, they were like, you know, you're going to get past this. Just yeah. 
rest. You're going to have, you know, it's going to be a challenge. You're going to, you'll, you'll get back to, to mm. where you were. And, um, you know, don't let this, don't let this stop you. You've had a great running career up to this point. Yeah. You can go on to this. You can go on to university and, and you've got all of these scholarship offers that are out here. You know, yeah. take them, go yeah. and, and uh, you know, uh, take, it to the, take it to the next level. And, um, you know, that's... Uh, but I can also see, like, you know, at that age, you're still, like, relatively young where you feel the pressure of the society oh, of where course. you have to perform like 100% yes. and society usually tells you in that sport you if you want to be you know like someone you don't have so many years you know age 30 35 that's the end of the career yeah. so when you have an injury at that young age you have addition, additional pressure saying okay I should not injure myself you know, too often otherwise I run out of time Indirectly, I mean, exactly. it's not like where you you know have another fifty years, right? When you want to like compete in the yeah, sense. I mean, when you're when you're young, you think you're invincible. You yes. know, that's <laughs> that's the thing. You think you're you're invincible. Oh, yeah. this you know, this is nothing. It's just it's just a scratch. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'll I'll get over it and and, yeah. and move on. And um, you know, it took me actually probably six months of of rehab. Six uh, months. Of, uh, for a runner you, it's uh, that that's a long time because i i actually tore tore my hamstring pretty bad so um uh, it just it took six months to to the point where i was running comfortably again without pain um and and had gotten flexibility back uh, you know full range range of motion um with my leg uh, a lot of I spent a lot of time. I think that's where I learned my love of cycling because I ro rode a stationary bike for a very long time. Because yeah. <laughs> that's no all, choice. That's all I could do. That's because uh, yeah. the, the the physio said no nope, yeah. no running. You can ride the bike. You can ride the stationary bike, but no running. You know. So um, I think that's where I started. I really got a got a joy for 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 riding a bike at yeah. that time. So this one two years, how would you call that chapter? Um, that well, that was I mean that was the the end of of uh, the as I said uh, running like the wind, and then uh, it started st would start a new chapter. I would I would call it the pain pain and agony, is is. Uh, that would be um, the years from from 17 through my my university years, um, because I I just had one nagging injury after another, yeah. and um, you know actually had had gave up on track yeah. at that time yeah. um, in my university years. I still ran, of course, just because that's what I do. But the the, compet the the competitive side of me was um, it was just wasn't there anymore to to compete at that level. Yeah. So you said till university level. Mm -hmm. So you did start study in the same yes. city where um, you grew up. Actually, so I I, I passed up. Um, yeah. I I got a a scholarship to the to the uh, university in in my hometown, and um, I started. Uh, 
started running there, but just had one nagging injury after another. And I said, you know what? That's it. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I need to. I need to study. I need to. I need to get my degree. I need yeah. to so I can go on and I can start my career. But I'm uh, still going to run. Yeah. I'm so when you say when you own. say degree, what did you study? Um, actually, it's my, related. Uh, actually, um, my my bachelor's degree is in recreation management, which is dealing with all aspects of recreation um, from. Uh, running sports and fitness clubs to um, amusement parks to even into hotel and resort management. Interesting. So it's still uh, related. So when you you did study and have done some sport also during the university, I mean you did compete in the yeah university um, yeah I or? I competed in track and field my uh, first first couple of years. Uh, but the, my nagging injuries just uh, didn't let me compete to the level that uh, I wanted to. So, um, you know, I I was still, you know, still running, still still out, just uh, just for my own, just to for to stay in shape, yeah. uh, just running, but not at the not at the competitive level. I see. Okay. So, what happened after the university? So you had your degree. Yes. And you went straight into a profession? I, I went straight you... into a profession. Um, I, I started working in the insurance business. And um, I was still still running on my own. That was my, my way of staying fit and, and active. And But all parallel, like the sport. Running or any kind of sport was still part of your life? Yes, yes. Okay, it was so still, then... still part of my life. Uh, um, you know, played played basketball and and picked learned learned to play golf. <laughs> okay. Uh, at that time, uh, but running was still you know running was that constant. It it's it's always been there. It's yeah. uh, no matter what else what else I'm doing, I was still still running. Yeah. And um, I you know got into my career and and was working and. Um, then I relocated to my job took me to a new city and I started uh, started a new life in a new city and um, I went out running one day um, just along one of the the running uh, running tracks in the in the city and uh, I noticed some people who were training and I, they looked familiar to me and I was like didn't you go to this university? And they were like, yeah, didn't you go to, I was like, yeah, ah, I remember you. So yeah. they were, I was like, what are you doing? They were like, you know, we're, we're, we're still competing. We're, we're starting to run road races, 5k, 10k road races. You know, you ought to come out and train with us. So I was like, you know, okay, this will give me something to, to get back into running. I'm not, not running 400, 800 meters anymore, but yeah. you know, I was always in good enough shape to, in, in my training, I ran 5Ks and 10Ks anyway. So I said, you know, let me give it a, give it a try. You know, this is, uh, let me see, see how, how I can do. Yeah. And uh, so I just, I started training again and, and got into good enough shape to uh, run some, run some 5K races and yeah. some 10K races in the city and actually enjoyed it. You know, and uh, you said enjoy it. Is it more or less a transition where you 
turn that competitiveness in your young age into more that enjoying the sen in the moment yes uh, you know it was then it wasn't a, I, I you know i had gotten away from from that that competition with others and it was just about me can i can i finish this race yeah you know uh, what kind of time can i run you know um you know who's going to be there yeah. you know it, you know it was more like you know a chance to to see people i knew and see how they were doing and um you know because we we were training in different places so it was just a just a way to kind of see old friends and uh, reconnect with them you know at the race yeah. you know so you know if that was it just it became less about competition and more about just enjoying the run yeah. you know that's what so many actually keep forgetting nowadays yes like keep seeing running as a way to yes maybe lose weight Yes. Et ob specific objectives, but yeah. many just to compete with others rather yeah. than to looking within themselves. Yes, yeah. And that's very sad, actually, when you see sport as a way to keep forgetting yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's um, I train here by myself a lot. Yeah. Um, I do go out and I run with some, some group runs from time to time, but I run by myself because there there's always those individuals who feel they still need to need to compete against yes, you yes, know yes. somebody else yes. that's there instead of just competing with yourself and go out to have fun and enjoy it you know and uh, to me it's counterproductive to where where I am in my life you know yeah. yes i want to do my best i want to try to to run a certain time but if somebody runs is, is runs faster than me then so be it. I'm, I'm, it's not about that. They mm. pass me on the course. I'm going to wish them all the best. I'm like, you're looking good. Keep yeah. going. You know, keep it up. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or I may try try to run with them just to try to pull. Hopefully, they'll pull me along so yeah. I can I can do better. So. so when you say you prefer more running alone, like solo running, what do you do during the run? Do you listen to music? You not listening to music? You're listening to your own breath? How? Um, what is your current solo running style? Um, you kind of a combination, combination of all of those, but okay. um, more lately, I've been been listening to music. Okay. Um, more so, I I not necessarily the words to the songs. Uh, sometimes it's just the beat, okay. um, because I have different different paced um, music that I run to. Like on my easy days, it's more more relaxing and a, a tranquil tranquil type of, of music maybe some jazz or something like that just to just so I'm enjoying the run but if I'm <laughs> if I'm out on on maybe a tempo run and I'm trying to run at a certain pace I have I have playlists that I put on that are that uh, will keep me keep me at that pace yeah. for the entire run so music is definitely a part yeah going it's a part of it part, okay. um, but it's not it's not a necessity um, I do run without it. I, I actually race without listening to music. Yeah. A lot of a lot of runners, you know, they have their headphones on and they're yeah. they're out uh, even racing with with music on. Yes. For me, I'm just when when it comes to the race, it's about I'm I'm into into myself during the race, and I'm trying to make sure I'm breathing properly and yes. and um, uh, my cadence is 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 at the right pace and. You know, so many different things that you're you're thinking about, and also just enjoying the run. Yeah. You know, I think what you just mentioned about listening to your own 
you know, when you breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a couple of months ago, like some exercises with like, okay, I moved away from listening to music. Mm-hmm. I'm actually on, con- on purpose running without music, without anything, yeah. just listening to myself. And then you realize that you're actually all over your place with thinking. Yes. But when you are aware, then you always move back to the breathing and you're listening more to the breathing, then the running itself becomes a meditation. Exactly. Like exactly. a one hour, two hour, whatever meditation and, session. You know, it's I, very interesting. Actually, sometimes I like it when, when my, my, my music stops in the yeah. middle of a run. Yeah. And instead of trying to you know, figure out why it's, it's not working, I can hear myself. I can hear yeah. my breathing. And I know if, I'm, if you're breathing very labored, and you're struggling, then mm-hmm. it's time for you to kind of, you know, maybe slow down a little bit, Correct. take the pace down and just, you know, until you're at, at a comfortable level where you, that you can, you can maintain this level for, um, you know, throughout your whole run that that's the point in your running when you become one with the run, as I say, living <laughs> in the moment, literally living step by step, living it, yes. I think, like in the flow, usually when we are yeah. doing something, painting, whatever, we are concentrated and we keep forgetting everything around. Yes. And that usually happens when you, yes, maybe also listen to music, but also when you just try to meditate in the moment. Yes. Then it's very similar. Yeah. That's, uh, that's when you, you, you reach that state of, uh, you know, runners always try to describe to non-runners or other runners the state of nirvana or zen that they get into (laughs) on a long run you know you 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 watch you know i just watched the 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 london marathon yes and um you know uh watching elude kipchoge and i i I just wanted to ask him i i you know, I don't want to ask him about his training or anything. I just want to know, what are you thinking about while you're running? Because, he, I mean, he's like a machine. Uh, if, you, if you watch the London, he, he does not, he, his motion is so rhythmic. It's like, yeah. it's like watching, you know, a metronome. You know, you can, you can, you can just watch yes. him for hours and yes. it's just like, and he's, He's just clocking off kilometer after kilometer the same way. And it's like it's effortless, you know, and he has this look on his face. It's not it's not a grimace. You know, the whole I watched, you know, excerpts from from the marathon and he didn't have it wasn't like he was straining at all. I think only one time I saw him actually like, um, you know, puff his cheeks out like he was, you know, just kind of trying to trying to refocus, um, but he was just constant through the whole yes. race. And it was like, even when he started picking up the pace, you couldn't tell, yeah. you know, yeah. until he started yeah. moving away from the other runners. I was like, okay, he, he just did something, but it, it just looks so effortlessly, effortless. Constant. When he, smooth, it, yeah, yeah. It's just constant and it's smooth. Yeah. And, you know, that's... I, I, I like to try to reach that state when, when I'm out running, you mm-hmm. know, not pushing the tempo, not pushing the pace, but just getting out and, and just running where you're just, it seems like it's effortless and you're just floating along, you know. Not sure if you saw the, the documentary from National Geographic about him when he wanted to beat, I think, the two hour. Yes, mark. yes. Actually, what you just explained 
I saw that as well in his face, that effortless, like smooth, constant movement mm -hmm. and rhythm. Yes. It's admirable to see that actually, because yes. you, you know, you have always this ups and downs during the run, long right. distance, obviously. Oh, yeah. But you barely see these ups and downs in that dramatic way when you're watching him, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like watching uh, the, the inside of uh, a Swiss watch. If, you ever, <laughs> okay. if you've ever seen the movements, it's just like, it, it's like, precise. it's like precise yeah. and it's like poetry, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's the way he was running. Yeah, nice. It's very true. I mean, we can actually, in the end of the day, yes, he focuses on time but actually can learn a lot from the process itself yes. rather than from the end goal. Yes, exactly. The process itself is actually something that everyone can learn from, even just watching it, as you said. Yes. Um, so when I now go back to that chapter, the chapter four, um, mm -hmm. how long will be that chapter? You say from the university, profession, it will include, uh, what, what is the time length of that chapter? Um, that is probably that, that period of time um, was from my university days at 18, probably until um, um, the pain and the agony was probably from 18 to 20, 27, 28 years old. Mm -hmm, okay. Um, you know, still, still struggling with, with, trying to find that that joy of running again yeah. you know still had some nagging injuries here and there um but um you know i i actually actually towards the end of that chapter is when i started getting back on track and really enjoying mm. just enjoying the run again yeah. you know but it was also the time where you started you know professionally trying to find a way to find the balance of full-time job Yes, sport and everything around in your in your twenties. Yeah, yeah, uh, you that's know, and that's the, you're, you're trying trying to find the time. You know, started family at that time and and working at that time and and still trying to get out and run. Mm -hmm. um, you How know. did you manage that? Was it more kind of smoothness, or did you realize there were times where you say I did not even have time for running? Yeah, yeah, or energy, were, physically, mentally. Uh, energy. I mean, actually, that was it. You know, there were times where I was like. Um, I need to run, <laughs> not going to run, you know, yeah. um, because work was demanding, you yeah. know, I, you know, I might have to do some work at home or, you know, you have family. So you spend time with the family and, and, uh, so you just, you just don't have time to get out and, and run. But the times that I did get out and run, it was, you know, that was my, my freedom. It was that, that, that point where, you know, you just, could get out and enjoy it and, and get away from, from the stress from work yeah. or your family, um, just, just to clear your head and, and help you refocus, yeah. you know, so you yeah. can handle everything that was in front of you. So how would you call that chapter? Um, you can actually say around the 20s when you were from 1828, how would you call that chapter? I would say that that one that one is starting from scratch. Starting from scratch, yes. naturally. Yeah, because you're okay. re refocusing, and you know, trying to find that that love for for running again, and trying to find time and make it make it part of 
just part of my life again. So you said 28 was also the t around 28 age you started to love it again, as you just said. Yes. What started from that time onwards? Um, was it more that that enjoy running in the moment, running, or is it more like you reach now the 30th, 30th and then you say, I focus on the career, but yet I can, I know what's more important also to me. It's more about myself. It's not just career or whatever. Yeah, it, I think that was it. It's more trying to find that work-life balance and running was that, that way of balancing things out. Um, you know, a way to de-stress and refocus and, you know, just enjoy you know, your ability to get out and get out and run, you know, I can, I can run five kilometers or I could run 10 kilometers yeah. or I could run 15 kilometers, yeah. you know, just getting out and in, in finding that joy again. Yeah. So walk me through the chapter five. What's in the chapter five um, after late twenties? That, that chapter, you... yeah, that chapter is, it's, um, what happened in your life in that time? Just work. Um, I switched careers. I went back to school. Okay. I got my master's degree. Um, I relocated to another city again All in, because you of work. In the US. Yeah, you stayed in the US. stayed in the U.S. Um, you know, it was just a time of of kind of self-improvement you know okay. from going back to school getting my getting my MBA in international business and moving into um, uh, a job a position with more responsibility and um, allowing me to uh, really utilize my 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 education and my skills uh, that I had acquired up to that time so it was, uh, you know, it was just kind of, uh, you know, refocusing, uh, refocusing my life, rebuilding, and and um, and you know, just it's self self improvement. Yeah. When you say self improvement, how long was that self improvement, or was it just the trigger? When you say this, I, I think it was just a trigger, trigger because. It, yeah. um, it's, for me, self-improvement is something that is ongoing. Yeah. It's never ending. Yeah. You know, you you learn something new every day. You know, and that's what I try to do now is is learn yeah learn something new and and yeah. be positive about it. You know. So how long is the chapter five? The chapter five and um, where you said till that moment there was another life transition, which is yeah. Um, I think you. that that was up until. Probably my um, probably up until the time that we we moved to Dubai. <laughs> Actually, which was fourteen years yeah, ago. Fourteen, 14 years, years ago. ago. Okay. Yes, up until that time, it's uh, it was kind of that that chapter was um, I I had some uh, transitions in my life. Um, divorce and got remarried and um, um, it could be itself a chapter yes you know that that chapter was it was it was kind of self-improvement and and changing of my life and um, I married my 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 wife who's with me today who is 
outside of my mother, she's probably my, my second biggest fan and cheerleader. And um, we've uh, raised uh, some wonderful kids together. And, um, and uh, you know, that, uh, that, that, that was kind of the spark to kind of move us to you know, move us to Dubai and, and, and step out and, and be adventurous, move to another country. Um, why you, why Dubai? Because in the U.S., Dubai is not necessarily the neighbor. It's literally well, on the other side of the actually, world. Actually, I was recruited to, okay. to come here. By, okay. I worked for the government of Dubai here Got for uh, about okay. seven years um, in an executive position. And, um, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, at that time, Dubai was totally different. Um, you know, sports here or, or running here was, was still in its infancy. Um, there were a couple of running clubs that were here at the time. Um, you know, most of, the, most of the people here are expats uh, from, from the UK or from, uh, or from, from Europe. And uh, there were a couple of running clubs here, but um, I hadn't gotten involved with any of them at that time. I was just running on my own mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just uh, settling into to life here with the family, with the kids, going to school and all of their events and, and work. But, uh, you know, I was still still training, still running. Uh, I wouldn't say training, but I was just, just out running just on my own. Um, and um, I, I ran into some people who were running in, my, in the neighborhood where I mm -hmm. was and uh, um, just sparked up a conversation. You know, runners, runners are a strange breed. If you, know, we see, if you see another runner, it's like uh, you've known them forever. And it's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? You know, when you, you're out here running, you know, when, you, when you're out running, well, maybe we can run together, you know, let me know. Oh, you're part of this running group. Uh, yeah, they run on the weekends, and there's actually some races here. You yeah. know, you need to come out yeah. and, and get involved. And you know, that's that was kind of the the spark to, yeah. you know, I think it's time to to start start racing again yeah. and, and and maybe see what I can do. Um, it's the same like I mean, you also go for long distance run outside anywhere in the world, and you know you you cross someone another yes. runner you literally high file that person oh, you never always. met that person but you, you 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 sense that you know you wish each other luck because you know who is going for pain you both go for pain right now oh, yes. somehow yes somehow you know and but it's it's and it's you the process you know what they're going through and yes. it's like you know that's your 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 connection is is that run and yeah. you know i'm that one i'm i'm that runner i don't care you know, you could be grimacing in pain and I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm going to say, hi, keep it up, you know, keep going. You're almost done. You know, that's, that's just me. I'm that, I'm, I'm that runner. That's always encouraging others to, to, to keep going and do their best. Yeah. So how was it for you for the very first few years, um, regarding the weather? So obviously the weather change is yes. was dramatic. Um, actually, in, uh, there was very little rain <laughs> in yeah, Dubai at yeah, that time. Um, <laughs> when I first got here, I think it rained maybe three days the A whole year. year. 
you know, it was, it, you know, for the most part, it was sunny, it was hot, and... Um, what did you do in the summer? Like, it's, are you that runner who can still run in the evening? Yes, okay. uh, that's what right. I did. I either, I, I, when, it's, when it's extremely, when it's, you know, 50 during the day and, and still 100 at, at, at night uh, or 40-something or uh, degrees Celsius at, at, at night, I'm, I'm that guy that's, that's out there running at night or very early in the morning before the sun comes up. Uh, you know, you're going to see me, see me out on the road. So I, I, I still train during the summer, you know. But you're also someone who train indoors, right? In yes. the gym. So you're not like yes. just outside. You no, also no, no, can no. train indoors. When it when it's extremely hot, you, you know, it, it it can take a toll on you. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, running in extreme heat if you're not used to it and you're not not um, you know, it it can have a very detrimental effect on you. So when it's extremely hot, I do run I I train on the treadmill and yeah. uh, I'm I'm an advocate of, of treadmill training. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of runners are like, oh, it's boring. I can't do it. I don't know how you can run it. I've actually run a marathon on a treadmill. Um, That's very <laughs> impressive, honestly. It's actually know, more difficult than actually it, doing it outside. It, it is. It <laughs> actually is. And, you know, most most treadmills, they actually stop after an hour. So you have to reset it very quickly to, okay. to continue on. <laughs> Never but. reached that stage. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it sometimes. <laughs> no, yeah. it, they, they're... they're they're made, they have an automatic shut off after, <laughs> after, after one hour oh, uh, did not of know. time. Yeah. But even if they, if, even if they even recognize if, yeah, even knowledge? Even if you're moving after one hour, most of them have a, an automatic uh, shut off um, to it. it. It just powers, power or resets itself. So you have to, you know, just uh, it, it'll, it'll go off, it'll come back on, and then you just uh, reset it and, and, and keep going. So, you know, okay. you, you, you kind of have a, a moment where you're, you, you get a little breather in there yeah. every hour. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a proponent on it. I, I, I like using it to work on my, number one, my form, my stride. You know, you can get sloppy when you're when you're running out on the on the roads and on the trails. Um, you know, I I work on my breathing, I work on my my form, my technique, my arm swing, all of these things that are, are very important in running and and you know keeping that proper running form. Yeah. I I I I use a treadmill for that, and you know I get on and I turn on some music or um, now there's a couple of applications that you can uh, I forget the name of it where it's um, it's a, a virtual virtual run through like Central Park in the US or yes. on a trail yes, run yes, so yes. I, I have a tablet I can put there on the on the treadmill and turn it on and it, so it looks like I'm, I'm I'm running on a trail or through Central Park or yeah. whatever something like that so uh, that that helps nice. that helps a lot okay so when did it all start? Something which we not have talked about, about becoming vegan. Um, did it start in the previous chapters or did it start when you, well, you started uh, um, to move here to the UAE? Actually, it started when, when I came to the UAE. Oh, really? um, I mean, I've always eaten pretty healthy. Um, as an athlete, you know, I was always concerned with nutrition. Um, I never ate, I didn't eat a lot of red meat. Um, ate mostly a lot of chicken and seafood um, 
and um, so uh, a lot of lot of vegetables always. Um, but when we moved to the UAE, um, I, my wife and I uh, previously she had been. Plant-based or vegan, mm-hmm. um, which is actually for many don't know the difference. Actually, yes. vegan is not necessarily plant-based. Yes, There's an, vegan can also be uh, compressed, food, um, like pasta. Yes, well, um, vegan vegetables. Um, now, vegan is is more. I mean, you don't you don't wear most. Most vegans are a little, sometimes can be a little extreme. They get into uh, not wearing leather, not wearing, yes, uh, yes, yes. not, yeah, yeah. not have, sleeping on down pillows, uh, where plant-based, uh, someone who is plant-based is um, where everything that we eat is, is plant-based. We don't get into uh, as much the, the animal rights Mm-hmm. Um, and protecting the animals, we're concerned with it, of course. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't think that, um, um, you know, if you're going to eat meat, you should eat the best possible. I think the the meat industry and the dairy industry has has um, there's a lot of negatives to it uh, because they're they're just trying to process things as fast as they can mm. and they're putting a lot of chemicals and a lot of hormones and a lot of negative things in in the food uh, which has detrimental effects on on the human body um, and and really that was one of the reasons why uh, my wife and I made a conscious effort um, we we both started we 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 gave up meat well she she gave up meat but she was still eating fish um, mm-hmm. but uh, we were considered vegetarians Uh, we were still doing some dairy at that time and um, but I was starting to have some some pains from inflammation in in my body from from all the running that I was doing my knees and um, hips and ankles and things of that nature so I decided to give up um, the dairy also and move just strictly into plant-based and um, we we stopped eating processed food, um, um, and for those who don't know, processed would be anything that uh, is packaged in the store. Yes, um, that has be pasta uh, as well. Yeah, it could be pasta. Um, we do we do some pasta. It's hard to get away. We don't make our own fresh pasta. Yes, um, we do buy it, but we we buy more of the healthier brands um, using not wheat flour but spelt flour. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, as a as a as an option, so we we don't do a lot of processed mm. foods. The 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 processed vegan foods, um, you know, the meat meat substitutes and yeah. and these things. If we if we're going to eat it, we make it ourselves. Yeah. Um, everything is is fresh, um, and that's one of the good things about living here in the UAE yeah. is probably ninety percent of the farms are organic. Yeah. So they don't use pesticides. Um, they're not injecting hormones or steroids or anything into into the food, yeah. um, and so it's it's very clean. And you get such a variety of food, yeah. um, different vegetables here because of our location. We yeah. get uh, you know we get the the fresh fresh fruit fruit and vegetable. If it's not grown here, we yeah. get it. It's it's only five hours away yeah. by by flight. 
But I wanted to ask you also, actually, when, when it comes to veganism here in the UAE, mm -hmm. I mean, this, it's not necessarily like in the US or in the, where you have world food or where you have in Europe. Yes. It's a complete different challenge here. It is. Um, it is. When, for example, I when I started being vegan like one year ago, one and a half year ago, mm -hmm. yes, being vegetarian, I've been whole my life vegetarian since age six, seven. Oh, okay. So making that switch is... I found it more easier in other countries rather than here. Mm -hmm. Yet there are vegan options here. Yes. Get restaurants. Yes. This, but they're all very overpriced here. Yes. So many discussions with other friends were saying, I would love to try, but it's really extreme. The price difference is extreme yes. rather than in other countries where it's, yes, a bit more expensive, but. So many tend not to cook it at home. I right. assume you cook at home all the yes. time. Yeah, we cook at home uh, uh, pr pretty much all the time. Yeah. Um, there are more vegan restaurants here. And yeah, the, slowly. The, the slowly, it's it's really catching on um, the, to the, the, the expat population and also the local population because yeah. there's this big, there's a huge push by Dubai government and I applaud them for this to for their citizens to become more healthy because yeah. they they have a lot of um, uh, medical problems here in from uh, diabetes and and um, high hypertension and heart problems due to lifestyle they're yeah. just lifestyle issues yeah. so D Dubai government has really been uh, promoting is at the forefront of people becoming healthy and they actually promote a lot of activities um, uh, for the past um, I don't know how many years now it's been going on mm -hmm. there's the Dubai 3030 challenge yeah. and uh, getting people to get out and be active for 30 30 days during yeah. this this month and you know there's all types of activities there's walking there's running there's um, you know uh, kickboxing there's yeah. yoga all of this for free, um, you know, or different places around the city. And this is, you know, it's amazing to see this. Um, the last 3030 uh, challenge I ran, um, there was one guy here that I trained with sometime. His name is uh, uh, Marcus Smith. And Marcus ran 30 marathons in 30 days. Yeah, the name, yeah, yes. Well, yes. Um, and I ran with him uh, a few days. Um, I ran one full marathon with him, and I ran three half marathons uh, uh, distances with him yeah. during during this uh, during probably about a two two week period. Yeah. And um, it was amazing to to run with him. You know, he if you if you don't know his story, you you need to have a podcast with Marcus so he okay. can tell you tell you his story. Yeah. It is amazing. Um, about a year and a half ago, while he was uh, on a bike ride, he got hit by a truck okay. and was not expected to live. Okay. He was in ICU and um, he had um, a broken clavicle and broken ribs and I mean, he was in pretty bad shape. Yeah. And this happened out, out out from the city so it took the ambulance like quite some time to get 
get to him. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily he was there with some, some friends that were riding with him. And, um, you know, just out of nowhere, you know, this, this truck hit him. Um, but now turning but, that into a... You know, it was, it was literally crime. like a year from, from that time that he had gotten hit, that he, was, he ran these 30 marathons in 30 days. And he tells his story. He, he basically willed himself to get better. It's amazing <laughs> listening to these stories because um, it reminds me of Mel Khalil. Uh, she's the founder of the Beirut Marathon. Yes. And um, maybe you have her, seen her TED Talk. Yes. Um, yes. What's it um, marathon and like yeah, the Beirut, like literally, peace is like a like a marathon. Literally, mm-hmm. where she's transforming the running community in Lebanon to run for yes. purpose for and peace. Yes. And she was also hit by a truck. And actually, was almost in a, uh, she was in coma for mm. a long time, and then actually started to transform herself into a way to say, "Hey, there's a bigger purpose behind. Oh, of I course. can actually inspire others." Of and course. That's how she is now building actually the Beirut Marathon into a, a quite uh, quite big, a com- big, yeah, big community it's a, it's worldwide. A, yeah, um, yeah. I know some people who have who've run the Beirut Marathon, yeah. and it's 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 a great marathon. They it's, gave a great turnout yeah i mean every year i'm going there actually because of her because i, I met her like a couple of years ago and since that time i met meet her every year oh, okay so it's actually that's a community in the end of the day yes. the message you send out and i think marcus also when he shared that message yes he inspired others oh he he has so many people that come and run with him now yeah he owns a you know owns a gym here yeah and he just from from people hearing that story and seeing him run 30 marathons over 30 days um you know and he just just got back from doing an ultra marathon in in sri lanka it was 200 it was over five days they did 270 some odd kilometers mm-hmm. um through the jungle in sri lanka and uh, you know, you know, the 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 human will and the human spirit is just—it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And it's it's through positivity that you can you can accomplish if you set your mind to something. You can accomplish whatever you believe, um, you, whatever your mind can can dream. You can achieve it. You know. Um, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. That positivity is also something what you're transforming into your work, right? Yes. Because you are, um, I mean, you're a performance-driven professional. You're focusing a lot on, on uh, human resource management, leadership, yes. skills, etc. Yes. So you're working right now as a, also as a yes, leadership I'm, coach. Yes, I'm, I'm a, yeah. um, my, my full-time job, I own my own business. I have my own consulting firm here, and I work with small and medium-sized businesses <laughs> Um, in my specialty area is human resources. And so I work with them on recruitment, on selection, selection process, you know, how to find, how to select the best employees within yeah. your, for your organization. Um, you know, employee development, training and development, leadership development, mm-hmm. you know, what skills do you need as a, to be a good leader, to be able to get the best performance out of your staff? You know, it's, it's not about commanding and control. It's about leading, you know, showing people the right way and encouraging, giving them that encouragement so that they're, they want to do their best. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know, you can, you can, you can only hit people with a stick so much course, and you're, yeah. uh, they're only going to do so much, yeah. you know, to avoid getting hit by the stick. But if you actually lead them and you encourage them and you, you, 
you you become a cheerleader for them they will give you they will perform above and beyond levels that they could even think about achieving yeah. and it's just through that encouragement and that positivity that that these things can happen it comes down to the believing in themselves yes. so you probably know Simon Sinek when he says you know leading from behind yes many yeah. say yes I'm a leader I tell you what to do but yeah. that's not necessarily no. uh, most probably uh, uh, same yes. definition it's like not necessarily a leader a leader is encourage people to lead from behind rather than yes. just command what yes. to do you know you know, uh, be the be the one who's as as a leader, you know, being willing to 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 get in and do the work that you're asking your employees to do, yeah. and yeah. show them, you know, be a role model. I'm, in the end being of the a day. role model, yeah, yes, I'm, I may be the manager, but yeah. I can I can come and I can I can actually do the same things that you're you're doing. Yeah. You know, I understand what the job is. That's yeah. why I'm asking you to do it in this way and, and encourage them to, you know, to give their best. So what is for you when it comes to ultra running, when it comes to endurance races, that skills you're learning, what is similar to leadership? What what it, can you learn when it comes to I mean you can learn so many things from, from training for any type of endurance race because it's about it's about yourself it's about you learn what you're capable of doing you know it's about pushing the boundaries pushing the limits of of your body um, you know getting your mind to focus on 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 doing doing the best that you can do you know that I think that's what you learn from from any type of endurance sport, whether it's, you know, endurance trekking, it's mountain climbing, it's running ultra marathons. Um, you know, it's about it's about the mental aspect of it. The physical aspect is easy. You you just train over and mm -hmm. over. You eat right. Um, you go out. You you put the put the mile, log the miles. Any, anybody can do that. You can you can log that. But to be able to start and finish an ultra, it's the biggest portion of it is the, is the mental aspect of it. It's it's telling yourself you can do this. You got it. You've you've done the training. Yeah. You can do it. You're gonna hurt. You know it's it's not easy. You know you're gonna have pain. You're gonna have blisters. Your your legs are gonna be tired. Your lungs are gonna burn. Your your shoulders. Uh, you may get a cramp. Um, you know, but it's 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 focusing the mind to say it's it's more than this. Move beyond the pain, and just focus on reaching that finish. Yeah, you had a very interesting recent post. You're saying something. Quite similarly, you said, sometimes you face difficulties not because you're doing something wrong, but because you are doing something right. Just keep moving forward. Yes. So that difficulties, that, you know, yeah. that they're, overcoming, they're that... Difficult, you're going you're you're to have right. difficulties. You're going to have obstacles. Uh, it, it's just life. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not letting those difficulties and those ob obstacles stop you hmm. from moving forward. They're a chance to learn. You learn from them and you move forward, whether it's, okay, um, you know, I ran this last training run too fast 
and I wasn't, wasn't able to maintain that pace, maybe I need to slow it down um, or, you know, um, you know, it could be many different things, but, you know, we, we all have, no matter what you do in life, yeah. you have obstacles uh, that you have to overcome. And it's, it's, a, it's about learning from those. What is it teaching you? Is it to avoid something? Is it that you maybe need to learn, learn a little something uh, different or take a different approach to get past it and, and keep moving forward? So when it comes now to that chapter, chapter six, he mm -hmm. said that previous chapter last till you moved to UAE, this current chapter does last till literally today? Um, the whole time while being yeah, in the UAE? Yeah, I, th I think it, it lasts, um, it's not the last chapter. There's okay. one more chapter okay. after that. But I think it's about, I would call it um, towing, towing the line as we say in running, it means showing up for the race. Okay, the first time actually I heard about it. Now I feel like I'm not even a runner <laughs> towing the line. Yeah. Okay. Tow the line. It means put your toe on, on the starting line, being ready to go when the gun goes off. Nice. It's, it's about preparation. It's about um, doing what you have to do to be prepared for uh, whatever comes up in, in your life. And... Um, you know, just being the best, best that you can be, try to yeah. continue to improve yourself, um, challenge yourself, try new things, um, you know, and, and that's, uh, I'm just finishing up that point because now I'm, I'm, I'm moving into, into the next phase. And yeah. that, that last phase, that, 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 that chapter is about, you know, I'm ready to try some new things. The current uh, chapter, yes, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to try some new things. I'm ready to uh, maybe run some, try some other race, other types of races. I'm, uh, one of the things I plan on doing is running a triathlon, mm -hmm. competing in a triathlon, uh, which is swimming, cycling, and running. I do all three but I've never put all three together in one, one race. So I'm, I'm, I've, I've, a goal for myself is I'm gonna compete in, in a triathlon, um, maybe a sprint, um, trying to decide uh, what my, my, uh, my level of preparation is. It might be a sprint tri triathlon, mm. it might be a 70.3, who knows? Uh, That's I'll, a half Ironman. Yes, a half, half Ironman. Ironman. Yes. So I'll uh, I'll I'll try to see where where I am and yeah. and you know I just I want to say I've done it. I can do it. I want to. It's it's not about beating anybody. It's about it's about challenging myself and being able to to do the transition from swimming to cycling to running all in one one race so how would you call that chapter is it because you, you started with and want to try new things uh, it's uh, experimenting is it yeah. how would you call that um uh, the, this this chapter is just called living my best life yeah. you know and that's that's the current chapter that's where i am in my life it's it's about living my best life yeah. it's about taking on these new adventures and and just 
enjoying enjoying the ride, enjoying the run, you know. Um, Sending out the positivity yeah, as and, you do and being on, being on positive media, about it yeah. and showing people, look, I'm I'm 56 years old. I've been running for literally 50 years. You know, you can do it too. It's about setting goals, breaking those goals down into small, obtainable um, tasks that you can you can that for become part of your habit uh, habit of your daily life, and you can achieve those goals also. If your goal is, I want to be able to run 30 minutes without stopping. Set that as your goal. How are you going to get there? You know, come up with come up with a plan. You start walking, then you start walking and running, then you start running a little bit more, walking a little bit less, and before you know it, you can run thirty minutes nonstop. Brilliant. You know, it's not a sprint. It's it's about running a pace that you will be able to run and complete thirty minutes of running. You know, it's about you. It's about it's about bettering yourself actually when you say 30 minutes it's also about a 30 minute lesson about yourself yes you learn yeah for half an hour about yourself yeah that so you, you can do it yes you rather know? than just to wait 30 minutes can i do it actually you learn while you're doing yeah. it and it's a process itself it's yeah. amazing and 30 minutes really isn't a long time i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some we, it might <laughs> yeah for some people 30 <laughs> minutes may be a long time if you're you know you're anxious about things but Actually, 30, if you think about it, 30 minutes out of your day is, what, one-sixteenth one of, your, of your, your total day. Yeah. You know, it's not a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not a lot yes, of time. Yes, yes. You, you spend that amount of time waiting in line to maybe to, to buy something. Uh, true. You spend 30 minutes waiting for your food to come at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You spend 30 minutes um, maybe in your drive to work, if not more, <laughs> you know, depending on where you live. That's true for, <laughs> yeah, that's on where especially you live. in Dubai so, certain areas. You know, 30 <laughs> minutes really isn't a long time, yeah. you know, so it, it's something that can be attain, easily at, obtained, uh, attained. And uh, you can just, just set a goal and go out and, and try to achieve it. Brilliant. So when I now go back to the book, and I have that seven chapters so mm -hmm. far, you know, in each book there is a copyright section. Like a copyright section usually says about don't copy that uh, without the permission of XYZ of person. Yes. Company, do you recommend anyone or do you, advise anyone to not copy certain aspects in your life say don't do that same mistake I do like a life lesson or you, you advise to people or young people say just do the same mistakes because that's the only way to learn it you know I would <laughs> say um, the one thing I would advise someone who read this book and said okay don't follow this example would be um, during my, my pain and agony phase chapter. Um, don't follow what I did during that phase. Um, there was a, a lot of self-doubt. There was a lot of, 
negativity during that time um, because of the obstacles that were in front of me. And I let them distract me from what was important mm. in my life and with my running. And um, I think that if I um, took a more positive outlook and listened to, really listened to those around me who were encouraging me and telling me, you can do this. It's, this is just a, it's a minor setback. Just listen to your body, go through, take, do the therapy, do the rehab, become stronger, work harder, and you know you can get back to to the level where where you were. Um, if I would have listened to them and, and and got away from the the negative aspects of what was going through through my mind, it was you know there were some dark dark times there. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of self doubt. You know, um, you know. Am I good enough? You know, why am I doing this? And, yeah, and of course, yeah. You know, the, just the typical, typical things that go through your head. You know, if you're an athlete and you've ever had any type of injury and you're not able to run, you know, you're like, oh, will I ever get back? You know, I, you know, um, it, it's easier to 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 wallow in this, you know, this negative, these negative emotions and, and self-doubt than it is to say, you know, this is just a minor setback. Mm. I'm going to get over this. Right now, I just need to rest. I just need to be still for a minute, yeah. you know, let my body heal. Stay positive, stay focused, use this time to work on something else, um, you know, and when I'm ready, when I'm able to get back at it, then I'll get back back to it you yeah. know so when it comes to now before i close the book literally in front of me when it comes to sport running and being vegan would you advise others who are currently listening to say it's worth trying out or is it more just it doesn't have to be um, that combination you is know it, it one thing about uh, veganism and plant-based diet it doesn't work for everybody mm -hmm. you know It, it has worked for me, and it has probably been the one thing in my life right now that has helped me to continue to perform at the levels where I'm performing and even able to take it to the next next step mm -hmm. or the next, next level um, and complete some of the things that I want to complete mm -hmm. because I feel... Um, I mean, health-wise, um, I feel in probably some of the best shape that I've been in in my life. Um, and, um, I mean, it has allowed me to continue to train and compete at a very high level um, for, for myself. And, uh, you know, I think that's good. What I advise clients that I'm, I'm working with, I'm working with to, they're getting into running for, because they want to run, you know, uh, try to run a 5K or a 10K or just get in better, better general condition, better general shape, you know, uh, they lead, you know, they, they have a very sedentary lifestyle, you know, at work or they come home and they're not, not very active. So now they want to get out and, and start running and, yeah. and start being active. You know, I tell them, look, 
veganism or plant-based diet doesn't doesn't work for everybody. But what you can there are, there are some things that you can do to really help yourself. Yeah. You know, you can cut down on the portion of meat and the portions of dairy that you eat. You know, if you can't give it up 100%, when you do the that, radical cut, yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Cut down on your portions. You don't need to have uh, a big T-bone steak on your plate, you know, um, or four pieces of chicken. You know, cut it down to one or one or two pieces of chicken. Add more vegetables, um, you know, because you actually get better source of protein from vegetables than you do from meat meat protein yeah. the body has to work so hard to break down meat protein into something that is usable for the for the body you know versus plant-based protein that the body can break down very easily and it 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 the body can use it much much easier and it spends less energy breaking it down it you the body uses so much energy to break down yeah. meat and dairy into usable um, so the body can use it you you burn a lot of energy yeah. and that's why people who eat a lot of meat and um, um, uh, eat a lot of dairy they're constantly hungry you know uh, because they're not getting full because they're burning they you know I can't lose weight you know um, you know um, their 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 body is burning so many cal the, the calories that they're just taking in they're they're using a substantial amount just to just to for their body to digest the food yes. that they've just yes, eaten yes, yes. where on with a plant uh, uh, more of a plant-based diet you're you're using less you're burning you're taking in a lot a lot of calories yeah. and it the body doesn't burn those calories so they're useful calories so when you're going out and exercising you don't have to have these big meals you can eat um, you know it's more it, the quality around yeah, the it's, it's, it's quality and you're, you're mm. full after yeah. these meals yes, you know yes, yes. if someone looked at my the way I eat during the day uh, they would be like you don't eat a lot I'm like yeah I do I eat a lot of calorie intense meals it's just they're they're smaller in size, and but they're spread they're throughout really, the day. Yeah, they're yes. spread through the day, and they're really, really packed with a lot of calories and uh. a lot of nutrients. Uh. And that's how I'm, I have the energy to go out and run 15 kilometers. And, and yeah. you know, I come back and you know I'm ready to go back to so work and training, do something else. The training know. starts with the nutrition, yes. technically. Yes. So, Bruce, when I now close the book, I turn it around. I see these two pictures. Mm -hmm. Decided what. Is the title? What is what? Who do I? What do I need to ask when I look for the book in the library? What is it? Book title? Um, like the summary of the last uh, seven chapters. What would it be? Um, the the title. <laughs> imaginary title. Uh, imaginary yeah, title imaginary. would be, I think, never stop running. Never stop running. Yeah, never stop running. I like that. Simple and easy. Very nice. So, Bruce, when it comes to um, everyone who's currently listening, uh, very interested in actually seeing the sport not just as a way of competing with others, but also mm -hmm. more of self 
also inspire others for positivity and obviously nutrition. Where can people find more about you? Um, the, probably the best place is, is on my, my Instagram. Um, my IG um, ID is Nor Vegan Runner. And um, I, I, what I do is I try to post about my, my training. Um, I'm going to start posting more. I've been, people have been asking me to post more about, uh, about what I eat, yeah, um, yeah. my nutrition. Um, because they know I'm vegan and they see my runs and they see the times that I'm running and, and the type of runs that I'm doing. And I post about some of my races. But um, what I also try to include in that is, is motivation. Each, each of my posts starts with a motivational quote um, about, about running. Um, but it can, it can be used in so many different things in your, in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about, I, I try to keep it positive. Even, even if it's about a negative, something that may be negative, um, I, it, it always ends in a, in a very positive light. Yes. Just to, to motivate people that, you know, hey, there's going to be times. You're going to be tired. You're going to be sore. Um, you know, your run may not go as you planned, but, you know, keep at it you'll get better, you know, um, this is just, you know, this is just one run and one run does not make your entire training. Yeah. You know, it's just one run out of 50 or a hundred runs that you may do, you know, tomorrow is going to be a different day. So, you know, you get through this one, you learn from it and you move on to the next one. Brilliant. So Bruce, when I just look at the time, we were literally running a half marathon. We're talking a half marathon, one hour, 47 minutes. Ah, okay. Literally <laughs> a half marathon podcast yes. session. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to wrap up slowly. So um, I think for everyone who is just listening, I also put the links in the show notes and definitely also the Instagram uh, URL. Yes. Where you mentioned also the quotes. And then, yeah, I mean, everyone will just follow the Instagram <laughs> actually get a daily doses of positivity as well, well good. for the running. Well, that's, that's, that's what I, I posted for. It's, it's, you know, I started it as a kind of a, a motivation for myself, uh, just kind of as, as positive affirmations for, for my run, how I felt, um, you know, and some of them are, are quotes from, from other runners. Uh, some of them are, are, are excerpts and I've I've changed it to kind of fit the way that I was feeling at the time or the way that I'm I was thinking so uh, you know it's just about encouragement and being positive and mm-hmm. I, I I get that quite a bit I get a lot of comments about you know I needed to hear what you you posted today you know keep it up thank you so much for saying that it 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 helped me um, for my run today, yeah. you know, or I wasn't feeling like, like, like getting my run in today, but I, I saw your post and I saw what you did and, you know, I had to get out there. I had to get in at least, at least a few, few miles today, yeah. you know, yeah. just to, just to keep it going. So, you know, if, if I can help one person and encourage one person to, to continue to strive to do their best and be the best person that they can be, then that I've, I've accomplished my goal. That's, that's all I'm, I, that, that's encouragement for me. To, if I can help one person. 
I'm really keen actually to follow up with you and to know if chapter seven actually is fulfilled in a couple of months All or right. in a half a year or one year regarding All the right. triathlon. So there's definitely going to be a follow-up session oh, well, on that. I'll be happy to, <laughs> to uh, meet with you again and, um, and talk about it and uh, we'll see see how I, how I do. I'm... Um, apprehensive, but I, I positive. think I, 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 it's a positive apprehension is, is the way I'm going to, going to, going to leave it at that. So I'm, I'm excited about it and to see what I can do and, and, uh, it'll be, be something else that I can say that, you know, I've achieved it. It was something I, I said I wanted to do and I went out and I got it done. Brilliant. Thanks, Bruce. Well, thank, thank you so Daniel. much. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. Isn't he inspiring? Running constantly for 50 years and not losing interest in his passion? You can find more about Bruce on his Instagram at NorVeganRunner. Give me a shout out. If you're keen to hear more athletes' life stories, their struggles and their personal goals, suggest guest speakers, topics and critical learnings worth sharing for millennials on chaplessonmylife.org or Instagram. Just leave a comment or drop me a message on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ByDanielLutwig. Just don't forget, never give up, always look up. See you next time.